Sorry for being too tired to record yesterday. I stayed up till 4 a.m. the previous morning watching body cam footage on YouTube. <laughs> it's a one hell of a way to spend your evening. Yeah, it's, well, they just kept coming there. It's, every time you finish one, there's another one there. I've ruined my YouTube recommendations. For a long time. Yeah, so. Uh, but it did make me think that maybe we could you could introduce this movie like they introduced the body cam footage. It's a cold night in Crescent Cove. Local police don't know what's waiting for them when they pull up outside of a bus stop, only to see five people eaten by a shadow puppet shaped like a Tyrannosaurus. What a great scene. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I mean, it's something. This is a creative movie. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and there's a lot of fun to be had, and a lot of killing. Now, let's let's introduce it before we talk more. Well, why don't you introduce Welcome. us first? Oh, hi, I'm Ned. And I'm Jeff. Welcome to a special in-between episode of 90s Schmaltz, where two 90s guys do a belly flop on the shows we grew up watching from after-school specials, TGIF, and Saturday morning cartoons. We talk about nostalgia, bad acting, and why these shows were radical. And this time we talk about movies. Halloween movies, specifically. Yeah, because it's that time of year. Uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. And... Uh, check out the website that we never update uh, www.90schmaltcz.cool yes that's the correct spelling what do you got new from last time uh we recorded two weeks ago we're on schedule for one yeah uh man i don't think i really have much i don't either i'm trying to think i've just been working my last two weeks of yeah. work have just been a lot it's been a, it's, well, it's the, it was the normal work stuff, and then I, I've been on and off six, so. Yeah, we didn't even play any games, really. No, I've been playing some Minecraft. That's why, that's why I'm not around. Oh, I see. Because I just load that up instead of getting on Discord, but I should be more social. Well, that's okay. Sometimes I don't want to be social either, and the past two weeks, eh, hit or miss. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping the government shuts down so I don't have anything to do at work anymore. Well, I'd love to just retire and never go to work again. Yeah, same. I say that every week. I want to call out sick from work forever and never work again. That's what I say. Yeah. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. What are we talking about today? We're talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the 1988 comedy horror film released by Transworld Entertainment. When a meteor crashes near Crescent Cove, Mike Tobacco and his girlfriend Debbie discover a nightmarish circus tent filled with otherworldly, murderous clowns from space. Armed with bizarre weapons, these clowns abduct and kill the residents of Crescent Cove by turning them into cotton candy cocoons. Mike, Debbie, and Deputy Dave must confront the clowns and uncover their dark motives, resulting in a campy horror comedy that's as zany as it is terrifying. Will they save their town from the circus-themed nightmare? Watch it and find out. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, circus-themed nightmare. So I'm wondering if this uh, VHS you found might be... Uh, the uh, British one. Oh, you think so? Because it mentions uh, they're being put into candy floss cocoons. Oh, nice. So that's that'd be my guess with that. It's hard to see. We got a bad uh, bad scan of this here. Yeah, we tried to find the oldest one that actually looks like it has Transworld on it. Because uh, the rest of them, yes. I think later releases were uh, Warner and then MGM. and. Yes, they got eaten by the conglomerate. Do you remember it? This, no, not from the time, but I believe you do. I do, yeah. This one gave me a hard time. The whole cocoon thing and the clowns. Um, as a young, young, impressionable boy, this was um, just like Jurassic Park left a lasting impression. Yeah, it's like funny aliens, the the cocoons. It is, it's yeah. Like, it's like aliens when they all get cocooned into the walls. It's uh, funny, too, because I... For nefarious purposes. I remember... 
the cocoon's more like the the circus peanut, the orange circus peanut. Watching it on yeah. TV, yeah, you always mention that every time we mention the movie. Yeah, and um, I think I specifically remember the one as we were watching this. It's the little girl in the burger place. Uh-huh. So I must have She's caught it like at that point, and like in the brief buildup, you see some cocoons or whatever, and then it's the little girl, and then you just like think that's might be all of the movie that I watched when I was a kid. Oh yeah, you just saw like that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of this is uh, sillier uh, than scarier, but they, I could imagine the uh, there's a lot of evocative imagery in here. Yeah, there... <laughs> you know, for you to remember. And they do such a good job with the practical effects and the clowns, though. Oh, you know they look great. So... They, I don't know if we're watching a remaster or something, but uh, it's looked great. I I thought they were more still less dynamic but they got a lot of facial expressions and changing moving parts that more than i thought they do and i don't think we watched the remaster there was a lot of uh noise in the what we watched yeah i don't know if it's just been cleaned up or something but beats me you want to say produced by trans world entertainment i did trans world entertainment no i said released a... by trans world oh you're near yes. you weren't even asking me you were more talking to yourself yeah, <laughs> uh, Transworld Entertainment is a company started by what was his name is like Moshi Diamond and Edward Sarlwi, and primarily as a video distribution company, which I guess like they syndicated stuff to release onto VHS, and then after making money, just decided to start making their own movies oh, okay. first cheaply. Uh, there's a lot of interesting looking real junk on here that I'm going to be going through and trying to download. Some of it does look um, like junk. This wasn't that cheap during, at the time. No, but they got The Curse with uh, Will Wheaton. Oh, yeah, you're telling like a, me. It's a adaptation of The Color Out of Space by H.P. Lovecraft. And it ended up getting like four sequels. So uh, I'm going to take a look at that one. Oh, yes, they made Arena, the dumb alien fight. Uh, kickboxing movie oh, God. that I just watched. It, it's not very good, except there's this one part where he's fighting like a a giant slug man, and it's an incredible prop. Ah, Arena is a recommendation. But uh, so they got into making their own movies. This is one of them. I was we had trouble finding solid box office information on this, which we'll get back to. Um, but my understanding from reading through what they had going on before is that a lot of this stuff wasn't released to theaters or was released in a limited way and then, uh, was primarily intended to make money through the VHS, uh, distribution, which is what Killer Clowns did, I think. Or by scaring kids on late night television cable. And, uh, they wanted to, uh, start making real movies and they, we've mentioned, Ghosts Can't Do It in the Past, starring Bo Derek, <laughs> which is a, it sounds like a semi-autobiographical movie about a uh, model whose older husband dies and then comes back as a ghost that wants to possess someone to continue boning her. Uh, so it sounds really great. And then there's Honeymoon Academy with uh, Robert Hayes and Kim Cattrall. And they called it Honeymoon Academy because it was directed by the writer of Police Academy 3 and 4, and they were hoping that people would get confused. Oh, that's fantastic. And think it was part of it. Yeah. So uh, I think they like almost immediately got out of real film, box office film distribution. And then they some weird business stuff happened that I'm having difficulty following on the Wikipedia page and have not found any more detailed explanation. But they went through a series of being foreclosed on, merging, and this and that. Eventually going to Polygram Filmed Entertainment. And from there, they ended up being bought out by Seagram's, as we've discussed in the past. Yeah. Uh, the Seagram's media empire that destroyed the Seagram's company. And then eventually made its way to MGM, and which is where it lives today. So if you watch it on... Where did you start watching it? I actually found it on YouTube. You can watch it on okay. YouTube, but I'll tell you that yeah. later. Yours had a, you said, just get to the lion part. And mine didn't have the lion part because I wasn't watching the MGM release. Correct. But these days, it'll start with the roaring lion the way you're used to. 
But one of the other things that I really liked that I read about in here, uh, there's this whole group of movies, direct-to-video, ninja theater hosted by Sho Kasugi. It's a guy named Godfrey Ho, who made his... So he would cut an old Chinese movie into a different movie by like shooting new scenes and in, inserting scenes from other movies and using apparently music without licensing it. Just a Wild West uh, incompetent thing that I am very excited to to watch one of. It sounds like that crappy movie that came out in like 2000 or whatever with the guy. The oh, what do you guy. mean crappy? You're talking about... You're talking about I can't believe you call Kung Pao crappy. That movie's a work of genius. Oh, God. That movie's great. I mean, a lot of those jokes are, uh, I don't know, did, did you guys find this funny on set? I don't know why, why some <laughs> of these jokes ended up in there. It's, like, it's kind of just, uh, it's a little bit improv, but some of it's real good. I love Kung Pao. On I'd record like to watch more stupid that. movies like that. Oh, yeah, that movie's great. It's almost as good as Nightman. Directed by? Stephen Kyoto. Written by? Charles and Stephen Kyoto. Uh, produced by the Kyoto Brothers. Yeah, Charles, Edward, and Stephen. And you might know that name because they did a lot of the stop motion for a lot of things. Stop motion and claymation. Yeah. Uh, they did claymation for a bunch of Simpsons episodes. Uh, Elf. Yeah. They did the, uh, the claymation cartoon in Robocop. There's a commercial in that. They did the claymation scary faces in both UHF and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know the ones, Large Marge. Yeah, and uh, and the Ernest. scientist guy. Yeah, and they do their scared stupid. Yep, which is a personal favorite. I'm uh, and they reused the props from here. The intro, Killer Clowns, um, like theme music for this was written and performed by the Dickies. was by john masari starring grant kramer susan snyder john allen nelson royal dano well who's only in it for a short bit but uh he's notable enough at the beginning and john vernon and i think john vernon might be the one that most people will actually know i mean i think he's kind of the one doing the most acting in this I don't know. I think Royal Dano really uh, hams it up at the beginning. No, it's true. Yeah, but he his part is pretty pretty small. I wouldn't mind it's having him being one of the people who was uh, one of our heroines. I mean, heroes. I'll be hornswoggled. <laughs> he said quite a few things. I have it in my notes yeah. somewhere when we get to it. Yeah, good. Just pipe some of that in. <laughs> John Sorry. Vernon is the dean from Animal House. He you know plays a bunch of other. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's a yeah. very busy man. Uh, he's, I mean, I think his voice is what's really iconic in there, too. The time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. He's got a hell of a voice. It's one of those guys that seems like maybe he wouldn't have been in as many interesting things as he was. Yeah, he doesn't come across in anything as, like, a, a real standout. Well, in this he kind of does. Um, But he's in, what's he got? Um... 213 he, actor credits yeah he's good and generally good he's like an old it's an old style actor like he's just enunciating well and he's got that diction yeah he's in a lot of early marvel stuff too and then box office what else could you be watching yes we pulled Tell me. may 1988 that's the release date for killer clowns it came out in may of 1988 and at the time from the bottom up we have willow Beetlejuice, Rambo 3, Colors, and Crocodile Dundee 2. How about that? And total gross for Crocodile Dundee 2, like dwarfs. Paramount made a killing. No wonder they made a second one. Yeah, well, is Crocodile Dundee 2 any good? Uh, That's the one where he goes to New York, isn't it? Is the first one any good? (laughs) No, the first one he goes into New York, right? That's an eye. Colors I had not heard of. That's when I had to look up. That's a Robert Duvall, Sean Penn police procedural. Oh, yeah. With a bunch of people in it. So like Don Cheadle and directed by Dennis Hopper. Probably good. I don't know. Going back to these 80s uh, cop movies is hard. Yeah, they are. 
they do a lot of they do a lot of like uh stuff where you're supposed to you're supposed to be like it's fine because they're the good guys and now you're like hmm <laughs> it's got a different tone to it now uh when the police do uh things that are illegal to catch the bad guy yeah there's a lot of illegal during that time period yeah yeah i thought this would have from the look of it too i kind of guess i i don't know for how sean penn how young sean penn looks i don't know i didn't realize he's as old as he is yeah, he's he looked like a child for, I feel like thirty years or something. Because from a lot of the screen caps of this, this actually looks like an early '90s movie. I mean, we're not far off for 1988, but yep, never heard of it. Not at all. I know the rest of them. I didn't realize Willow did as well as it did. Yeah, no, Willow was good. I mean, I was it expensive? Did better than the Willow series they just made. Uh, thirty-five million was the budget for Willow. And that released May twentieth. So yeah, so this is also an incomplete. Because uh, Willow, correct. Willow was continuing to go at this point. Yeah. So this was just uh, yeah, these were all from May. So Colors was the oldest one. Oh no, Beetlejuice was the oldest one. Yeah, from March. Good for Beetlejuice. I like that movie. That is a good movie. It's funny because this is this whole list we're talking about. This where they're talking about trying to make a new one. Uh, Beetlejuice, Willow, they just made another one and then uh, deleted it from the world. Yeah. <laughs> which is so wild that they just made, they made something that's just gone now. I didn't know that they got rid of it, though, until you... Yeah, they took they took it off. It's, it's the, the streaming thing that, like, we weren't prepared for is that they were going to make things and then say, like, oh, we'd rather you not watch it anymore <laughs> because we don't want to pay the actors anymore. Yeah, it, that that whole thing is wild too. The, the all that lost media, plus they get it as a tax write off, which I just think is on yeah. next level ridiculous. Yeah, it's wild. Well, are they, hopefully they're. It's like, are they actually paying someone money for? That'll be in whatever union agreement. I'm sure. Is it like deleting a show triggers a payout or something? Oh, I hope so. Like a lump sum. They payout. shouldn't be able to delete it though. It should should be out in the world for us just to. I mean, especially for all the lost media we talk about here during the '90s. Well, all these dummies shouldn't have been getting into the streaming game because it turns out no one's making any money there. No, I mean, these streaming services are going to have to go up in price by a lot to ever make any money. But they keep getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a golden age for three years or so there. Yeah, we did. Now it's just time we to go back to We signed up for Netflix the... and it had a bunch of stuff and they made some of their own stuff that was good. and But they still had tons of other stuff, so they didn't try and just force you to watch all i don't know stuff. if this will i mean i'll put it out there but i've we've been able to continue enjoying netflix as we always have in multiple households with no problem oh yeah yeah i just don't that's one of the ones i share like we just do the everybody buys a different one yeah well good for you hopefully it keeps going yeah we'll see how much longer uh, netflix is one that i was i think i like borrowed it from someone and then trying to find things on it was such an unpleasant experience. That's what that I, I don't like now up. about all of these services is that the algorithm they're trying just to cram pushes, something towards you, and it's never things that I really want most of the time. All of the things yeah. I have to go and look online to find what I'm actually looking for. It's like Spotify and how they keep they have sent me so many ads for podcasts that I don't care about, and it's because they bought it and they were like, they're like, please listen to our podcast. We paid money for this thing. And I'm like that's not why I'm not here for to to buy the Spotify product. I'm here to watch the and listen to the things that I like. But that's they can't make money that way. They can't make money either way. No, I mean, they, none of it they makes can't. any sense. It's uh, there's a reckoning coming. But Killer Clowns, Killer Clowns, uh, Tomato Meter, seventy seven percent with a sixty percent audience score. That's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's actually quite the- surprising. I mean, this is probably a delight if you're a if you're a film critic in the late '80s, because uh, so 1988. I don't know what the old. I mean, for for Rotten Tomatoes, it doesn't go back that far. But because um, what else do we got in 1988? It would be really nice dollars. to hear what uh, the boys thought about this back in the day. It was like Halloween Four, Nightmare on Elm Street Four. So like all the slasher movies were starting to get a little bit long in the tooth. We're getting Critters 2, Hobgoblins, Child's Place from 1988. Oh, this is fun. Uh, oh, it's Critters. Never mind. Wow. And sometimes 
Google sucks. I found yeah, Roger was... Ebert uh, Critter's review, but there's no oh, yeah. clowns. He didn't like it, right? I gave it three. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I like Roger Ebert generally, because even if he doesn't like something, uh, but he, he can explain why he likes things in a way that makes you appreciate them better, which is what a critic, a good critic does. This helps you appreciate things. And then like sometimes they're going to be like, this sucked ass because <laughs> they made them miserable and that's fine. There are definitely movies where like I don't have anything to say about it other than like I wish I hadn't watched it. There's not a lot of those, but there's one or two. There are a few out there that I definitely feel that way for. But this is a fun movie. This is a this is in the same area as Nightmare on Elm Street because it's the you're kind of watching it just to see the clever ways that they kill people. Yes. Show me the next gag, and in this case, it's literally gags because they're clowns. So, and there's a lot of gags. And it looks good, like the there's that matte painting when they go into the reactor room. Yeah, that's cool. I I think the the cocoon room is a matte painting too. I think the Kyoto Brothers sell prints of that stuff on their website. That's pretty fun. The intro is cool with the the intro music. Pretty rocking on the the big top burger. The soundtrack is excellent. Yeah, the soundtrack's awesome. It's it's got a lot going on. I these kind of strange smaller movies where you get a really enthusiastic composer who's like, I can do whatever I want. Uh, can lead to some great results. Supposedly, they never even read the script or had any idea. They just took the title and wrote the song. Yeah, well, it's it's accurate. It talks about tents and clowns and killing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't find any errors in it. In space, no one can eat ice cream. That's a funny tagline. There was no ice cream in this movie. There was plenty of ice cream in this movie. Or was there? There was just the one guy who got turned into a Sunday. They drive around in an ice cream truck. Oh, you're right. No, that's true. Nope, you got me. I forgot about that. Um, and at the very beginning, we get to catch a, a glimpse of a certain somebody that every single fun fact crappy website out there had to cite when uh, talking about killer clowns christopher titus your first leader is your dad of course he controls your food and shelter so he he's not really a leader he's more of a fascist dictator a young christopher titus this is apparently his first movie star of fox's hit show titus is he drinking a beer at the beginning of that yeah he is uh he had he had the uh yeah the bag full of beers he was going from the store to back to campus to and he hid it behind the, get, the because the uh, the cop was there. Yeah, that's right. It's Friday night. Nothing yet, Dave. But Friday night's just starting. And it's just I hate starting. these kids. Yeah, he's uh he definitely doesn't like the college kids. So yeah, he's a miserable. He's miserable got some man. PTSD from Animal House. He's, if I made it through Korea, I could make it make it through this. And then what? We cut to the the mountaintop top of the world and that's where we see the, the ice cream the um at the yeah, very they come beginning. and do their weird little ice cream spiel uh, at makeout point it's pretty funny terenzi brothers who look yeah. like they're like 30 something years old yeah but they do i believe that those two could be brothers yeah i could see that they look similar enough that i believe it are they real brothers oh uh they are not no yeah <laughs> okay i didn't think so i like the way they introduced the the, the clown. So after the ice cream spiel, you know, they're like, oh, they thought they were going to pick up chicks this way. But they the two girls at the back, they wanted them to take them home. Uh-huh. Um, they just wanted the the ice cream. Yeah. You said we could have all the ice cream we wanted, but you didn't say anything about parking. What kind of girls do you think we are? And then I get it. they introduced the clowns by uh, our hero and heroine are uh, laying in a inner tube, right? In the or a raft. Yeah, they're making out on a raft. And they're looking up at the sky. And it's in the back of the car. That's a nice little scene right there, the way they have that meteor come in. And it's drawn yeah. out. Looks good. We then get to meet Farmer Green. <laughs> and that's Farmer Green, which is uh, Royal, Royal Dano. Dano. And he, he's got some great stuff. He's just doing a... I don't know if they even gave him lines. It, they might have just told him, you're a hillbilly farmer. And just to say some stuff. He's got his dog, yeah. Pooh Bear. Yeah. Where's my dog? Give me my dog back. They steal his dog. It's sad. They, it is sad. Yeah. It's always sad when the dog dies first. It's just like the thing. What does he say? Oh, he says, I'll be uh, 
I wish I could read my own handwriting sometimes. I wrote, I'll be hornswoggled. That's what I, but he says something else at the beginning, which I, I thought you were going to write down. So, <laughs> so I'm, uh, I can't believe that you'd let me down like this. Hold on. We're going to, we're going to pause here for a second. Did you make a funny joke when you went upstairs? Did you find it? Uh, did we laugh? Yeah, it was loud actually. <laughs> Oh, uh, I think uh, I tripped over the dog, and they thought, and then I like moved funny, and they thought it was funny. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, they're, just, they're bullying me. Oh out no, there. yeah, yeah, it's tough. I wanted to mention that the Kyoto brothers also were responsible for the Ninja Turtle costumes on Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. Oh, to oh. to link back to <laughs> our own show. They phoned it in on that one. I mean, they, I, they probably did a fine job with the money they were given. Oh, yeah, maybe. The problems of Ninja Turtles Next Mutation are the special effects are the least of their problems. No, it's the writing. Yeah. And the if you had had those suits and it had been fun, it would have been fine. And I think we talked about on the episode that it special effects was stellar. Props was stellar. Oh, yeah. Props was yeah. stellar, yeah. Uh, but Farmer Green, Farmer, I looked it up while you were gone. Uh, he says, "Great, what do you say?" I'll be greased and fried. <laughs> what in blue blazes is the circus doing in this part of the? And it's, it he's like, in the middle of the woods. In the middle of the woods, <laughs> it, like I assume, like his property. Uh, yeah, probably. Even like, yeah, how much of a backwoods farmer, country bumpkin do you got to be to not even realize who's setting up circuses on your land? That you that you just be like, cool, great. Yeah, it's, I love the circus. It's wild. I do love the tent that it's set up. They do a really good job lighting this. Yeah. Uh, especially when they do the shadow thing. And that special it effect where they put the, uh, the hole to capture the Pooh Bear, the dog. Yeah. That's cool, too. It looks good. Yeah. Um, his acting when he touches the electrified cord, though, is friggin' yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's really funny. Like, he's killing. Oh, <laughs> the whole thing's electrified. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think he may even say cooked or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he, I mean, he's fun. He's trying. Yeah. I kind of wish he was in it for a little bit longer to do some additional stupid things. Yeah, he should have been the hero of the movie, we were saying. <laughs> so. And then we, it cuts to when they catch the two college kids in the park and the yeah. two cops are arguing with each other and it is ridiculous how they are arguing with each other well because there's the there's the good cop who wants to actually do a good job yeah a reasonable job and then uh youth hater general john vernon john vernon so because they just take the those two punks in and just put them in the put them in the drunk tank for the night that's it yep for walking back to to campus with their wine then what it's uh then they go to the spaceship that's right right. they go to the spaceship r2 they want to go find the meteor that crashed in yeah um so mike and debbie they walk into the middle of the woods um they have a really culturally inappropriate indian bit and then they talk about new wave european sir fantastic yeah i'm wondering if that's supposed to be is that like is that what became cirque du soleil or something i I mean the time period classy circus yeah so that's funny it is yeah, funny. I, I would love to see Cirque du Soleil, the Killer Clowns production. And they're they're having a lot of fun in there, uh, in that circus that they is weird and uncomfortable and um then they get into like the power reactor and they're like Yeah, they take the elevator down to the power reactor room and they're like, This is not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I mean like honestly, the beginning of that circus was not that fun. If you if you took me to the circus and it was a corridor full of pipes I'd be like, I don't think I really want to go to the circus that bad. No, it's but they are having a good time in it. They are, and they leave right, and they see one of the clowns. Well, they see they get they go to the cotton candy room. That's right, they go to the cotton candy room. They're very confused. Then they then they realize he says this is where they hang it up to dry. Yeah, because he keeps talking about how this is how they make cotton candy. Like the boys never uh-huh. been to a fair before where they live. Um, it's probably only one a year or something, and maybe they don't have the cotton candy guy there and then the clown is first introduced which i did read uh the director did not want them introduced until later oh yeah uh, but the pr- production which i think is funny so i guess the bunch of the brothers were arguing with each other we're like yeah no you gotta you gotta do it earlier that's interesting well, i think it works it works i mean uh, from what i also understand is they added from outer space so people understood that this wasn't just a slasher movie yeah 
Well, and they, that sounds funny, right? It does sound funny. Yeah. But they come in, right? The clown, our first introduction of the clown, he's playing with knobs that he doesn't move or do anything with, with the popcorn. And then we yeah. see, as you said, the most expensive prop in the entire show. I mean, the entire the movie. Gun. That they fire one time. <laughs> but it worked, but apparently. It, worked. it fired real popcorn. Yep. And then they run. And um, the clowns uh, make a, a, a balloon dog. That sniffs yeah. and finds them out. Yeah, and that's then pretty good. They, then they run them over. They run them over with the car. And two dogs have died in under 20 minutes in this movie. John Wick would have been pissed. Awful. And then I think for the rest of it, some of these edits are a little weird. Uh, like when he goes, the one clown goes to the um, the drugstore. Yeah, it's just a it's a series of vignettes, essentially. It is. Uh, the The two heroes go... And meet up with the police. They go to the police. Yes. Because she, it's the good police officer is her ex-boyfriend. Yes. So she's like, he'll believe me. And, and he, so they, they slam and into the him. cop car. Uh-huh. Which never, they, they're all fine with it. Yeah. They, yeah he, well, he looks pissed and then he realizes that it's her and he's like, oh, softens. Uh, and then it's a series of, because you were saying this is a movie that has, it has a fair few deaths. Yes. But uh, I think only one of them is an actual character that we know. Yes. That it's mostly uh, they just introduce people to, to off them. They do, yeah. This is you not. Just, there's, there's a lady at a house and then she gets a pizza delivery and it's uh, it's clowns. This is not a movie that you want to use as a drinking game. Or maybe you do. Maybe you want to get drunk. There are 19. No, there are 18 on screen deaths, not including the ending. Yeah, and if you drink every time you see a cotton candy cocoon. Oh, you're done. You're dead. Yeah. You'll be dead, dead just like the people in the cocoon. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, too, because at the end, you know, you think this is something where maybe you get them out of the cocoon. No, all those people are definitely dead. The, the whole town's gone. They, they do that. They introduce it at the beginning because when they go to open the yep. cocoon, it's just like a bloodied face because they drink yep. them out of the cocoon. Yeah, he drinks from the with the crazy straw, right. which is very funny. Do you remember the first death? It's not the, is it the pizza lady? Nah, it's the puppet show. Ah, yes. Yep. That's a fun one. That's good. Yeah, because he comes he comes from below it in a way that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> too. There's a lot of like there's a lot of the clowns coming out of things that don't make any sense, uh, which I guess is uh, it's a power of clowns, as evidenced by clown cars. Which there's also a clown car joke in this. There is a clown car joke in this. The puppet show, which I thought was fun. Then let's see. I did write that John Vernon looks a mess in this movie. You know what? He looks like a normal person. <laughs> he, I mean, he does, but his hair is like just all over yeah. the place. I don't know. It plays yeah, well for a cop a... who's working the night shift in a small town, maybe. After the puppet show, we cut back to the drugstore, but we can just cut that out because we, I mean, they cut to the drugstore like seven times. Yeah, they cut to the drugstore over and over again. It's just them messing up a, a drugstore. Right. And it, a, a real one. There's a lot of great products. There to look is. At. There's some really cool classic like candy wrappers. And then yeah. I was looking up the the classic Twix because I made the comment when we were what, yeah, doing so what's the it. Flavor? I couldn't find it. I'm so sorry. I didn't spend that much time, but yeah. And but I've always liked when a cheaper, older movie like this just shoots in a real place, because then you actually get to see things that no one would think to put in there. I think that's my favorite thing about a lot of these lower budget slasher horror films is because it it's more authentic. Yeah, you're they they go to a weird place usually, and it's a real place that exists instead of a custom built soundstage. I appreciate that. Agreed. Uh, let's see. After, since we, the the drug scene to the gentleman uh, who owns the drug stories behind the counter, that's an off-screen death. Yes. And the, well, and there's a couple of cocoons on the floor, too, in there. So Right, because the girls that were in there earlier that passed by mm -hmm. when he's pretending to be the animatronic next to the gorilla. Yeah, that's funny. Um, then is the pizza kill, which is actually the only time we sort of see boobs in the whole um, 80s slasher. I'll be right back. Speaking of scary movies, apparently the front windows open and the dog jumped up and looked out there and got scared at something and started barking. <laughs> and Steph came uh, to get me to look out the window and the door. <laughs> great. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's the only time we see any type of semi anything, which is kind of unusual for an 80s slasher film. Yeah, I was uh, it's honestly disappointed. 
And it's the pizza kill, which is a really great kill. It happens off screen technically, but um, yep. they answered the door. What? There's three of them. And then they open the pizza box and the little one pops out. Yep. That's a fun skin. Uh, they check top of the world after that when they because he arrests Dave arrests Mike because he obviously doesn't believe him and he's dating his ex. So he's upset about it. Yeah, they go to the woods and the thing's gone. Yeah, the circus is gone at that point. And then they go to the top of the world and that's they where make we out get point. a bunch of more deaths and they realize the cotton candy and stuff. Which, by the way, when I rewatched a few of these scenes, that's Titus's death. Yeah, I, I think it's him, yeah. The classes. And then they have the whole, like, he has his Jeep completely open during it. But when they he goes to look back in the truck, everything's closed up. Yeah, it's McReed, yeah. Yeah. So he is he he was at makeout point for a minute. So he does, he's in, in three scenes. I'm sorry. Very. And then uh, the, there's the cotton candy all over thing, which I like. It's just the pink dyed Halloween yes. webs. <laughs> uh, but it's effective. It you know it looks great. I w- when I first saw it and he started like looking at it, I was like, that's really cool. That looks like cotton candy. Then he put his finger through it, and it it was like, oh no, that's just. That's just the spider um, yeah. Halloween prom. <laughs> but I like the the idea of like a gross cotton candy covered horror as opposed to spider webs. Like it, it looks infested and gross. And these are kind of like body horror aliens in some way. They are. Especially when we get to the, the popcorn. Uh, let's see. Oh, Moody. I have here Moody. That's John Vernon. He's such a good cop because everybody keeps calling into the station uh, to let him <laughs> know that like, something happens. And he thinks the whole town is out to get him. Is in on the joke. Yeah. They want to play games. They're messing with the wrong guy. Which is then what? When? I'm not going to be able to help you with the order, but. That's when the clown comes to the police station. Doesn't he go to the the little girl first? Oh, you know what? Yeah, all that stuff happens first. Yeah, um, because it's the the clown flies away. Yeah, there's the well, there's the flying clown on the invisible motorcycle. Yes, that is. Which was apparently like their first. Uh, they were that was like their idea for the movie was driving down a country road and a, and a clown looking at you was like what this movie came out of was that idea. That's crazy. And then so they like filmed the thing, and that's why it's the thing that kind of looks the worst. Yeah, it does look the worst out of the whole entire thing, and it's, it's funny. Got, it's got, it's got that. Uh, what do you call it? The way that it's cut out. It is. It's like the way they did Star Wars, where they just put yeah. it on the film itself. Yes. Yes. And it, it's like it's supposed to be a, a imaginary bike, like an invisible bike, but they yeah. have this weird built thing, so you can see the the headlights. Yeah. And it kind of, it looks really quite weird. It's funny. I like it. I mean, it's still a great scene because that guy, I mean, there's another on-screen death. He crashes his car and the clown laughs and leaves. He doesn't even put him in a cocoon. Yeah. That was just a for the hell of it kill. They're just mean. They are just mean. And then is the popcorn scene. This is when she goes in the shower um, and we have the popcorn because the popcorn gun at the beginning, they sh- he, they shot him with it. And I guess the popcorn can turn into, yeah, it gets stuck to them and they turns into something like it's almost like they're they're babies. Yeah. Um, so we have that. Nothing happens quite yet. And then it's actually the shadow puppet, probably the coolest scene in the entire movie. Yes. And this is where uh, the cop is finally Totally convinced. Right. But he doesn't get out and do anything. He just watches no. a bunch of old people and two kids who are waiting for the bus watch a clown do shadow puppets on the side of a building. Yeah. And he does a bunch of wild shadow puppets. My favorite is Washington on the Delaware. Yeah, it's Washington on the and Delaware. And the old man salutes. <laughs> and they're, they're like the five of them are really hamming it up, especially the old yeah. man. Oh, they're having such a good yeah. time. And then the clown turns it into a T-Rex that eats them. Yes. And he puts and them in his popcorn bag. Yeah. So that's five more deaths. Um, and then Dave and Mike, Deputy Dave and Mike Tobacco, by the way. Mike Tobacco. Uh, <laughs> it's such a funny Try name. to run the clown over and it jumps and flies away. Yeah. Just straight up into the air. And then is the police clown scene, which is fantastic. The way that yeah. that clown, the guy in that clown just shuffles around. Uh-huh. It just adds to that creepiness. Like he just he rests them and puts them in the in the the in the holding cell the drunk tank with the rest of the guys basically 
but like as he, as he does it, and it's, the head just does like a hundred eighty degree turn. Yeah, he he bashes him with the flashlight, and the uh-huh. and then he grabs him with the the noisemaker that you blow into, uh, and that's the end of that one. Uh, Deputy Dave comes back. Yeah, it's the red footprint thing that's actually really weird. I think that could have been done. That's the one scene in here where I I I thought it was stupid. Cause I, that's the only stupid thing in this movie. <laughs> well, I, I, where it was like a different direction, like it just didn't fit yeah. in with the gags that they were doing. It was just kind of like, why would this clown just put a bunch of uh, stickers on the wall of, of of giant clown footprints? He was walking around on the walls. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That definitely could have been something creepier or weirder that could have happened. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Deputy Dave finds the two drunk college kids there in cocoons. That's creepy. And he freaks out to that. And then he comes in and the clown is like sitting backwards in the chair. Yeah. And he turns around and he's got uh, Moody, Officer Moody, John Vernon as like a puppet. Yeah, he's marionetting him. And then when he drops Moody on the ground, they go through this super exaggerated like he had his hand up at his back with the Uh sloshing sounds. Yeah, it looks good. It looks great. And it's 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 gross. and It's fantastic. I had, right for that I had Moody Puppet with ASMR. That's funny. I the clown fingers are are well made and gross. Yeah, the whole costume like it's really good. Uh, and that's when we find out how to kill the clowns. Yes, he shoots one in the nose. Yep. And then, and then it spins around and blows up, which is very similar to the way that the trolls die in Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, perfect. I don't remember Ernest. Maybe that's got to be our next one. It's a good effect. All of them are good. Ernest Scared Stupid is way better, I think, because of the so- really solid special effects work than it could have been. Yeah, that's fair. I watched Ernest Saves Christmas again recently, and I'm like, whew, <laughs> this is no Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, then we get to, so she gets out of the shower for our next kill, and it's the popcorn creatures. Yeah, they're in her hamper in the toilet. Right, and they're just little snake-like sharp-toothed clown mouths. It's creepy. Um, little tentacles. Yeah. And they look great. They look great. And then she goes out. Yeah. There's a clown in there and they chase her around the room and she goes to jump out the window and there's the fireman yes. window gang. Yeah. There's they like, got the fireman, the classic fireman catcher. Yeah. And they, I mean, there's like six of them holding it and they got the hats uh-huh. on and it's fantastic. And then she turns around and she's got, she, they, they shoot her with the ray gun, but it's different because she's got that plot yeah, armor. Blue ray gun. Yeah. She turns into a balloon. A yellow and red balloon. Mr. Tobacco has met up with the, the two brothers. Correct. The Renzi brothers and is driving around in the ice cream truck. They don't believe him until they run into like the parade. Right. Scooping up all the cotton candy cocoons with kind of a parade float. That one's creepy. Bulldozer. Yeah. Well, it's, and I like that it's, yeah, they're just kind of like shuffling around. just. And they have all the confetti and the streamers and everything set they're up. having a it's good like, time, yeah. but everything's silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was, I think, a good choice for that. The grim, grim parade. I didn't write it down, but when you said the little girl, that scene, that's the one. Yeah, that's previous. the one that scared you. That's the one that scared me. Yeah, she's sitting with her parents at the... Um, at Big Top Burger. Yeah, and he's, like, beckoning her to come out, and she does actually eventually, like, go out, try to go out there where her mom stops her, and we do get another kill there because the guy puts the stuff in the the dumpster. Yes. And that's when he, you know... Because you hear squeaking noises from a dumpster, you don't assume mouse, and you go, fuck, I got to call the exterminator. No, you open it yeah. and start looking, and then you get eaten by a little clown made by popcorn. Yeah. I think he just gets pulled in. We don't really see him. No. I mean, it's technically off on camera. Popcorn was sprinkled into the dumpster. We saw that earlier. Yes. That's the one kill that we missed off of yeah. that. But we did miss the little girl. and uh, uh, Yeah. And uh, she... We can only assume didn't make it because <laughs> I mean we have like to assume because pretty much the town was ruined. Yeah, they find this is our oh my god. We'll have to yep. take a second. Yeah, next is a car chase. Yes, with the clown yes, car they're, and they're chasing yeah. the clown car in the ice cream truck. And this is when they do the the sped up chasing. Yeah, which is fun looking. It's fun. I mean they've done it's they've do that in at. so many of these yeah. old movies. Well, especially, I mean, you got a, it's an ice cream truck, right? It's right. an ice cream truck and a prop car, so it, you know, these aren't stunt cars. See, you also can't drive the 70 miles down these um, side streets, you know, these rural, <laughs> yeah. Downtown streets that you blocked off for 
for taping. So it makes sense. Then we get to the the end. Uh, the tent has gone to the best place for it to hide, which is the uh, f- the fair, the festival, the carnival. The pier. The pier. Yes. Which uh, I guess, are we assuming that this is in California? It looks California as soon as we hit yeah. the coast. Once you hit the, I mean, once you hit the pier, yes. Yeah. The clowns pull up to the fun house and then the security guard says, you can't be here. And then all the clowns step out of the clown car. And it lasts like a minute and a half. Which I wish the car was just a little bit smaller. Yeah. I wish it was a little smaller and there were more clowns coming out of it. Yeah, it would have been pretty great that it way. It could have lasted longer. It would have been a decent gag. And um, I think this is the most famous kill from this movie. Yes, yeah, so they pie him. Acid pocket. And then he collapses into a into a pile and they put a cherry on top. Yeah, he's probably only a couple days away from retirement. Yeah, he was a good security guard looking guy. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> and I and then the heroes walk up. They do, yes. They're in the place. They have that one shot with the dinosaurs when they first enter the room. How yeah, good that shot is. In the fun house. Right, yeah. in the fun house. And it's you're a really like, good dinosaur. And the, the whole scenery, the whole camera setup, the shot itself is like really, really cool. And you're like, dang, that's holy crap i didn't even know they could do that but then they walk left to right in front of things and you're like well you just fucking ruined it yeah they're just kind of wandering around on the set (laughs) still looks good but it is funny and then they're they walk past that red button and of course you can't not push a red yes and uh, the red button just honks that's it just scares the crap out of them it doesn't do anything what happened i didn't do anything uh, and the floor is all foggy, and then they say, "Let's not split up." The Terenzi brothers fall through the floor, down to where the clown babes are. Yeah, where the the boobs blow up like the balloons. other one inflates its boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fall into a ball pit down there with the with the clown babes, and leaving the other two to go off on their own, they go to the cocoon, the cocoon room, and they find the balloon. This is where we watch the guy drink with the crazy straw yeah. out of one of them. But then there, you also see that there's like 30 other of those balloons that Debbie's in. Yeah. And they don't try at all until they run away. And then the cop, the deputy is like, oh, we should save other people. And they're like, there's no time. Uh-huh. And then it's just running. Yeah, it's just running. Yep. And they're, they run around. They get, there's the door gag where he opens up the door. And there's another door. And another door. It's a series of like door. six doors. And my favorite part of that. Is that uh, Mike, as he's opening the door, proclaims there's another door every time. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't get the go- the joke if they didn't point it out to you, yeah. <laughs> and they go yeah. in there, they get chased by the clowns, they climb up on something, and Terenzi Brothers save the day. Yeah, they drive in. And they shout a bunch of stuff, making it seem like the... the... They're Jojo the Clown, the King Clown. Yeah, and then a giant clown does actually come down, and everybody runs away. Because it turns out maybe that's what they were hearing was that it's time for the big clown. Right. Well, except for the Terenzi brothers because, you know, the ice cream truck's a lease. So they can't leave it. Yeah. So they're trying to get their car out of there and then it uh, blows up the truck. And I actually wrote them down as a death, an on-screen death. Yeah. But then I had to cross it out because, well. I thought for sure they were dead. No spoilers, but they make it. Which is absurd to begin with because, like, when they come and save the day, they're covered in, like, giant lipstick marks and their clothes are shredded. They finally got the babes. Those brothers are so, they're so playboy-ish that they can just. (laughs) They can just move on from that. Apparently. Yeah. And then at the end. uh, How does, how does Mike and uh, Nancy, Mike and Debbie get out of the, (laughs) how do they get out of the tent? Um, I was writing I during this process. Okay, great. I thought you were going to tell me, I actually wrote it down that Dan has to tell me how they killed the, the, they blow up the the spaceship well i know that so the but i don't remember how the other oh two they got just out get because, out yeah they just leave yep. and leave the leave dave behind to deal with the giant clown right and he kills the and clown then he, just, he shoots it in the nose and it blows up and then that and blows no, he, the spaceship? Uh, he, he pops it <laughs> this is he uses his badge that's to right the nose. That's, that's what, what it was it yeah i do remember that part and then afterwards i don't know how the spaceship blows up and the clown car drops out of the sky, and he emerges with the Terenzi brothers, who miraculously survived by hiding in the ice cream truck's freezer. Yep. Apparently, that was a, a re-edit, because originally he died. Yes, he did, and probably originally. probably they did, too. So they, they changed it to a happy ending. And then it I mean, re- happy, happy considering that 
7,500 of the 7,505 people living in this town are dead. Yeah, because it's just the state, state police and them who make it. Yeah. And it rains glitter and pie, but apparently the pie is not acid at this point. Yeah, well, or at least we don't, doesn't take long enough for it to become acid. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're all dead. I have to go back to it now. So at this point, all the um, off screen deaths, I have 31. And I had to stop counting because eventually you get to the end with the cocoon room and they're everywhere. And you're like, I don't know which ones count for which. So basically 31 off-screen deaths with the 18 on-screen deaths. And if you count the ship, that's like seven or eight clowns. So then, you know, you do the math. But I want to go through them real quick. The dog, the farmer, the puppet show guy, the pizza woman in the nightgown, the biker gang guy, which we didn't talk about where he gets his head his yeah he punches his head off essentially that was a great scene that's funny uh the guy in the car uh the big top burger dumpster the five people killed by the shadow t-rex uh the clown shot in the nose by the cop a uh, guy during the parade who was hiding under the car the yes. security guard with the acid pie um two clowns shotgunned in the face uh the giant clown and then the ship that explodes. Yes. And then so that's yeah. your kill count. That's my kill count plus the thirty-one right. people off-screen that I didn't. I mean, that's people like the old lady and the guy, the the uh, pharmacy guy. Yeah. All that stuff. Well, all right, you heard it here. It's that many. It's a lot. I mentioned that we couldn't find good information about the box office because Wikipedia and other websites report forty-three million from the box office, but I don't believe that's true. No. Because this was referred to as a flop, and with a budget of $1.8 million, $43 million would have been a gangbuster success. Yeah, it would have been. So, uh, I don't know how well this did when it came out, but I but I think generally it's reported that it did not do well. And it may have only had a limited release. I don't know if that's... That's the, the thing I'm wondering about, is because the production company said they moved into doing more full budget releases that maybe they weren't doing that before. Right. Right. <laughs> See, you're like, Oh, we're going to start making theatrical release movies. And it's like, but your other movies came out in the theater. So what does that mean? And I think that's what that means is that they did like a theater release probably for rights and, you know, awards or whatever reasons. Like, so that's technically a released movie and it's not direct to video. What do you click it on? Uh, I'm just uh, highlighting random words on this Wikipedia article. Yeah, that's what I figured you were doing. So, <laughs> new feelings? I mean, I loved this. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's delightful. This is uh, this is up there as far as old slasher movies for me. This, it's it, it This is cult classic level uh, fun. Uh, well, you don't get anything that looks like this no. very often. There's I, I get why people get excited and they want to like make more of it. Because it is so cool looking, but in this era of like brand and reboot and redevelopment, I want someone to make something new and weird instead of just rehashing. Well, those aren't guaranteed to make money, so we're not going to get those things. I know, but that's what I want. It's hard to get. I I like I told you yesterday. Like... I watched um, Uncle Buck. Yeah, and they. I mean, so some of those John Hughes, they don't really hold up, right? But. Yeah. They just don't make them like that anymore. Even yeah. the last ones we got like that were some of like, uh, I don't know, like Juno or a few of the other things. They're like indie movies. Right. Yeah. And you just, that feeling, I don't know, you're supposed to feel something sometimes when you watch a movie. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of it. And it doesn't always have to be some crazy blockbuster, oh my God, there's a twist at the end. Yeah, I miss the mid-budget movies. Yes, very much so. I mean, these are low budget, but. And it's like the one thing we do keep getting is cheap horror movies, but they're never as weird as this. No, and I haven't enjoyed a modern horror movie in a really long time. I I always have this conversation with a friend of mine. Um, the, oh my God, I can't even remember what the name of the movie is anymore. The Conjuring was the last horror movie that I enjoyed. Yeah, I haven't watched that. And that was, what, 2012 or something like that? Well, and there, now there's a hundred conjurings. Well, yeah, I didn't care about any rest of them. I did watch the Leprechaun Returns. Oh yeah, recently. That's the that's the same guy who did Psycho Gorman. Oh man, so. what a movie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that movie. You didn't like it. Well, I mean, we the amount of 
of beers we had drank by the time we got to that. That's true. I watched it again later and I liked it. I don't know if that's something that I would have. I think I watched it again, too, just because we talked about it. And I was like, nah, yeah, that's not really for me. <laughs> yeah. Leprechaun Returns was a pretty straightforward. But it's a, Leprechaun is the same kind of black comedy movie like this. But I think I like the kind of like faceless, amorphous nature of the clowns better than like a Freddy Krueger uh, supernatural killer. Yes. Well, it's like Halloween. I I felt like Halloween carried itself until at the very end there was a supernatural addition when he got up and walked away. Like to yeah. me, that movie was amazing and didn't need that ending. But I understand that they want to keep making these things. Yeah, I just don't think that stuff's scary. So like watching Jason and Freddy and uh, I don't know that stuff. The earlier ones work because it was new, and now that it's not new anymore, it just doesn't. The tropes well, the, are there and for Nightmare on Elm Street got it got real long in the tooth but the the ones the the best ones i think are like three and four where it starts just essentially being like let's just show the wildest like most creative kill that we can yeah uh which one's got the bathtub in it i don't know which one has the bathtub the first one has the one where johnny depp gets pulled into the bed and the blood fountains out of it oh i i remember the bathtub thing only because my wife was scared to take a bath for years upon years because of that. The scary bathtub I remember the most is Ghostbusters 2. When she's filling up the tub and then the slime starts filling it up. Oh, and then it with tries the baby. to reach out and take the baby. Yeah, I mean, that one is creepy. I don't think the other that's one. That's a good one. But that's the one where the finger comes up out of the drain or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, then I remember that one. No, the, the one I remember most is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 where... There's a kid who really likes marionettes or whatever, and so uh, in the dream he like rips his uh, like veins out and uses those as oh, marionette strings. And I'm God. like, I'm just like, what an incredible uh, visual you've created. Here. <laughs> I don't remember them that well. I I gotta like revisit some of these, which hopefully I will. Yeah. Rating. What do you want? Well, I guess before we rate it, where is it streaming? Though you're supposed it's to a ask lot of places. That question. Where's it streaming? Tell me. Uh, it's streaming on YouTube, Tubi, Pluto TV, Amazon Prime. Um, and then you can also get it from a subscription from AMC Plus, Vudu, Apple TV. You can buy it and from there. But yeah, it's actually, you can watch it in a lot of places. Enjoy it for Halloween. Yeah, it's great. Is it nastier than Wolf Bronski? Are we doing that for this? Yes. <laughs> Ain't nothing nastier than Wolf Bronski. I believe it. I I don't know, but yes, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. It's less gross than I would have thought, though. It's it's why I guess maybe that you ran into it as a kid. That it's not like Nightmare on Elm Street. We were like, you can't watch this. Go away. Uh, you might you might say like, oh sure, stick around, kid. Right. Right. You know, uh, this isn't that violent. The most violent thing is punching the guy's head off. I think. Right. Yeah. You see a skeleton hand, but you don't see anything like super gross out. No, because most of the rest of it, it's the cotton candy, right? You know it's dead. Yeah. People are dead in there, but they're killing people with ray guns and stuff. Yeah. Um, like, the actual kills are not brutal at all, really. And most of it, like, I have that list of on-screen, but a lot of that stuff's still technically off-screen. It's just we get to see the ending of it. Like, we know it happens instead of it, you know, we're supposed to assume. But, yeah, no, it's, it isn't as bad as I remembered, and I'm glad we rewatched it. When did clowns become scary? When did they make that I'm turn entirely? Because they're definitely now, at this point, is there a kid who would like clowns versus finding them terrifying because culturally we've com converted them entirely into monsters? I don't know. I feel like clowns have always been scary. It says the archetype evil clown was developed in the 80s. Um, Stephen King helped that's with what that. I, I think that's I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, I think this is part of the the turn against clowns, right? And uh, the serial killer John Wayne uh, Gacy, oh, who yeah, was dubbed the help. killer clown in 1978. Yeah, and John Wayne Gacy did not help the clowns. That's true. Now we just gotta let's get a serial killer who dresses like a minion. Oh no, Jesus! Let's, let's let's turn them around because <laughs> their time has come. Well, it's they did the gone. they did the Winnie the Pooh thing, so. Well, we got if we're gonna wait till minions to be public domain, we're gonna be long dead before we see the minions horror movie. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Good time. I'm glad we go watched watch it. it. I recommend it. Yeah, go out. It's perfect Hollywood movie. Halloween movie, not Hollywood movie. It's not a Hollywood movie. <laughs>
<laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I'd like to see some kids dressed up as killer clowns for Halloween. Yeah, that'd be great. Shuffling around. No, I don't know. I'd, I'd try to ruin their nose. I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> I'll see you next time. See ya. <laughs> Good night. Do you think it's over? Yeah, sure.